I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Live commentaries and podcasts. This is Rebel Yell from the WFC Supporters Association. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Welcome to episode two of the 2021-22 season. An action-packed month for the Rebels this month. Quite a lot to talk about and not all of it positive, chaps, is it? Uh, no. Highs and, highs and lows. <laughs> highs and lows. What, <laughs> more, more, more lows than highs, I'd say, right now, as it feels after recording, recording this after the uh, FA Cup exit last night. I think what we'll do is we will um, play Adam's chat we had with him the other night. See what he had to say. We had this before our SFA Cup exit, but we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, later on in the podcast but welcome along to episode two of the 2021-22 season and joining us right now is Adam Hinchwood. This is the Rebel Yell podcast. Summary of September Adam from my point of view an underwhelming month and I can't I can't say disappointing because we've seen some good football but a little bit underwhelming would you would you agree? No yeah definitely I thought um, the performance against Folkestone was was very poor um, and come out of nowhere really I thought a really good pre-season, bright bubbly pre-season um, and then to have such a lacklustre performance um, yeah, was bitterly disappointed to start it all off and then like, I think we've, we've played some good stuff since then um, although maybe the point tally doesn't reflect that and um, yeah, and, and I think like it has been difficult but I don't know if you know this, but literally every team we've played has either changed to formation or halfway through the game changed formation to try and combat us. And I think that's taken going to take a bit to get used to as well. Um, see a comment on one of the Facebook pages after Saturday's performance saying we played too much sideways, backwards football. And ultimately we didn't score and then casual set up and defend really deep behind the ball. So the only way to break them down is to sometimes go sideways and back and find the spaces, and that's how we play. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd I'd agree that it was it's been disappointing in terms of points, um, and yeah, from pre-season we'd expect a lot more. Yeah. With the pre-season, and obviously we had two brilliant results, didn't we, against Wellington and Tonbridge, teams from high leagues. Do you think there was a bit of complacency from the players that all go to that first game? No, I just generally think that those teams come expecting to beat us and now teams come to shut up shop and not get embarrassed. And that's only what it is. And, you know, it's it's, it's tough and we've got to find a way to deal with it. But I, I'm, I honestly think it is that. I didn't think Cray would change. They won their first two games. And I think after playing us for 45 minutes, they thought we need to change and change to a back three to combat us um, 
and then every team like that's why I don't really do scout reports now on opposition because when they come here or when we play against them they seem to change shape and that's I think testament to how we play and, and how the sort of level that we've got to 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 be that established for teams to do that. Um, I knew Bognor wouldn't and we had a lot of chances against them and it could have been a different game. Um, but yeah, uh, certainly Cray halfway through the game changed to a back three. Um, Folkestone set up with a back three and a real game plan. Um, Bowers come with a game plan as well to, to stop us and um, yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult but yeah, like we've got to find a way to... to and, and I just think it's that, I just think Welling and um, who else do we play pitches and Tunbridge come with like just playing their way and just like we just give these a game of football and you know found that we how we like to play and how we like to create space and stuff like that and I think that's that's all it is really and you know whether I don't know if that's an arrogant answer or not really but it's it's the one I, I believe in and what I've, what I've seen so far it's good feeling a bit of confidence yeah so yeah, it's it's not probably not great, but yeah, it's a real kind of sign of respect, really, isn't it? That, that teams are turning up and just sitting back and setting up to to try and nullify us. Yeah, it is, and um, I, I I think like when I first come to the club, um, we was completely different. We were setting up being hard to beat and hard to break down, and um, and I think we took a few teams by surprise because they did come and attack us that first sort of season um, and and now it's completely sort of shifted and like I say it is, is a complete compliment but ultimately you know we've got to find a way to, to combat it and be better and, and to still get results yeah, um, with our team now our target on our backs that everyone wants yeah, to yeah it definitely is that um, you know there's, there's no there's no question we're a, a real scout now for, for teams and like I say, I'm probably coming across really arrogant and ultra confident, in, but it's just what I believe now, and I think it's just uh, something that we've created. And you know, like I say, there's there's only one way to to get to get through it, and that's to keep working hard and find ways to to break teams down and and ultimately score more goals and and not concede as many because that's what we're doing. And I think at the moment as well, like there's a real um, you go through periods where every mistake you make seems to get punished and at the same time like you go through a barrel spell going the other way as well and we seem yeah. to be having both at the same we're, time. We're, we're creating plenty of chances, that, that, that game's going to come where suddenly those chances start flying in. Yeah definitely, I, I remember there was a, we had this before where it was like this and then we went and beat someone eight at home and I don't think we played done anything different, it was just a case Jesse's rocketed one in from like 25 yards and yeah that's it but I think before yeah. that it was a similar sort of period where we was conceding cheap goals we was creating lots of chances and not taking them and um, you know there was the same sort of thing I was getting from the fans that oh someone's going to get an injury or a wallop sooner or later and then it did come on that sort of Harlow game but yeah I all we can do, like I said to Pete after the game, is just to continue to, to work hard um, and that's going to be the key thing. I think when you are going for a little spell like this, um, it's important that everyone sticks together, everyone keeps um, working even harder and I think I've got a group of players that will do that. We said every week, like, like the Bogner game, if that had been any other week, we'd have won. 10-0. I've watched the highlights three times and how we have yeah. you know when the ball was squared to Oli Pierce yeah. we thought it was in on commentary didn't we because it, yeah. it was like virtually an open goal yeah, and no, like, how did the yeah. defender get that no. there and just get in there yeah it, it seems like probably 60-40 probably even 70-30 in Oli's favour to tap into an open goal against his, his own team like you know and yeah, like I say yeah, nine times out of ten he would and like, people said oh why didn't Jesse shoot there but then if he's Keeper saves it. People yeah. say, "Why didn't he square it?" You know, so it's one of those. I think. Um, I think looking back on that game, like some of our decisions, I think one come to Tom Chalet, he could have squared it maybe to Ollie, um, and then like I'm looking at it because you're ultra critical and you can't do nothing <laughs> wrong, can you? When you analyse the game back, you look at it and go flipping it. It's a simple, yeah, simple pass there. He can tap it in, but you know, in the heat at the moment, um, yeah, I think same for like Tom. I think he's done really well in in the month. Um, 
but his first start, I think it was, was in front of 2,000 people at home and, you know, I'm sure that was a nerve-wracking experience yeah, for him yeah. and maybe... We felt his first touch failed. Yeah, failed a little bit and it took him a yeah. while to get into the yeah. game a little bit yeah, and, yeah. you know, you've got to take all those sort of factors into consideration as yeah. well and, yeah, but it's something that playing for this club, um, players have got to deal with real quickly, you know, playing in front of a fan base and now they had the pressure of winning games of football um, you know that's something that's been created over the last uh, couple of seasons and um, like I said to the players all the time it's a privilege to have that kind of pressure to, to play football knowing you have to win it's what the top teams you know the top six in the Premier League get that week in week out and I think it is a is a privilege to have that um, that comes with hard work and you have to earn that kind of reward to do that so it's something that we've got to yeah. Has it, has it not their confidence at all, or do you feel that the morale in the changing rooms just as high as you know, sort of pre-season, or do you think they're too? Well, yeah, there? possibly, possibly not their confidence, but I think there's enough experience in the dressing room now for them to come for it. Um, you know, it's not a young group no more. I think there's another lad, Alfie, was it getting his hundred game yeah. black? Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, we can't keep on saying that these players now have played a lot of football at this level. Um, and yeah, a squad that's predominantly, I'd say probably sixty percent of it played a lot of games for this team as well and this club and know what what's expected. So um, yeah, I don't think um, their confidence should be hindered too much. Um, yeah, it's just a case of keep keep working hard and 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 come through it. And I think like when you're out are having games like that and. Um, obviously, a mistake from from H to go one nil down on Saturday after after the defeat um, before it can knock your confidence a little bit. But I think we grew into the game and created chances again, and um, yeah, it's just just all you can do. I, I expect the players, if anything, to run and work harder now going through this spell than probably you would do. Um, because that's the only way you can get through it. The least you can do, and I think the least this fans expect, if you are having a bit of a low in confidence and anything, is for you to just give your all and, and everything out there. And I just felt the only game we probably come unstuck for that was Folkestone. Um, I looked at their strikers coming off at the end and they couldn't give no more. And it was like a cup final for them. And, you know, I... I yeah. remind that of the players all the time that, that we've got to be the ones that come off looking like that yeah yeah. this goes back again doesn't it you know opposition teams this season it's almost like coming here it's their cup final this season mm, definitely yeah, it's gonna be. You feel like these teams. There's an extra ten percent coming out of these teams when they come. Hundred percent, there's gonna be. I think with everything, one is the the scalp of Worthing now, and and two, like coming to a place like this and playing in front of a big big crowd, it's gonna lift. You know, it's gonna lift teams as well. Of course, it will do. Yeah, yeah. Like any any player, no matter what level, you enjoy those big games, and I'm sure. Because we're the biggest supported in the league, you know, the first fixture they look at is Worthing away and go, oh, I can't wait to go and play there because it's going to be a game in front of a big, yeah. big crowd. And, you know, that's, that is yeah. what it is, you know, and it's something that we've built upon as a club and everything over the last few years to get that kind of fan base yeah. and, and everything. And, um, yeah, we can't use it. And I most certainly won't use it as any excuse on my behalf. It's just something that will happen and we've got to deal with um you know like I say we'll constantly just work to to improve us as as a team on the pitch and make sure we start putting in better performances that turn into points how how much have we missed Cameron Tutt and Joel Colbrand they've been a bit of a miss the last few games I feel um, jo- yeah, jo- uh, Cameron just got back into the team hadn't he yeah definitely definitely obviously you know that both part of the the win at, at Cray and then we've had to change it, um, but that all said and done, I think you know Lucas come in and done well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know you couldn't exactly say, oh he's he's done poor and he's been the reason that's that we've, right, yeah. you know he's 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 a good player, he's yeah, a good yeah, player, yeah. and he, that's that's what having a good squad's all about. I think I can't, I don't think we can, you know, put it down to 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 any sort of individuals that are missing. All alone, you know, that's not being disrespectful to John and Tate. They're both. You know, valuable players to the squad as well, and good players. And but I like to think 
one thing we have got is, like I said, uh, um, squad squad depth this year. Um, you know, we sent Ty to get some games at Lansing, and the reports are he was probably arguably the best player on the pitch against three bridges on Saturday. So, um, yeah, it's 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 what we want to get here is a good squad, and I think we've got that. But yeah, they're, they're big misses, but most certainly won't use that as an excuse. Talking about the squad, do you think you've got the squad for the season now? Are you looking at adding anyone in the next sort of couple of months, or is that sort of you you happy with where the squad is? No, I, I, I think we'd be stupid to not look to add if it yeah. comes available, if a player comes available that we mm. like. and um, yeah, Cashman by any chance? Yeah. On loan? <laughs> it can fit in, it can fit in. I, I heard he's doing crap at Rochdale, yeah. I think he wants to come back down to the South Coast. No, it's Mr. <laughs> but Yeah, no, exactly. If, if that becomes yeah. available, then by course, you'd be loving yeah, you're going to step it up. And if other players become available, that... Yeah could be of interest to us then we'd be stupid to, to turn it down I think you've, you've got to constantly look to improve yeah. haven't you um, and I think you know Alex Ferguson always said that he tried to um, improve his team when they was doing well um, and I think that's something I've tried to abide by really whenever we're mm. doing well to carry on improving what we've got and if that's an option to do that we've got a lot to yeah. do that. Adds competition stops complacency I guess. Yeah, yeah, definitely that, and I think you know that might it might need a couple of players maybe to come in and a couple to go out on loan maybe just to freshen it up a little bit yeah. again and um, like I say, so I wouldn't be adverse to that happening um, if the right players become available. Well, we saw it in like the season where we should have won the league with like Dave Sean when he came in, he just sort of yeah. added that little played Lewis, he was great for Lewis against us and you got him and he just added that little spark that I think helps us along to sort of get those points. So, you know, a freshen up does help from time yeah, to time and stuff does. and I guess you've got to keep an eye on something. Yeah, definitely. And if, like I say, if the players are available and within budget and we yeah. can make it work, then yeah. Cool. So nothing on the pipeline now, but keep your eyes. I know Rebel, yeah. you're exclusive. Not yet. Not yet. Not he's yet. keeping his class <laughs> close to his yeah. chest right now. Yeah. So. So yeah, so we might see something in the next few weeks. This, this yeah. review next month, we could be talking about new players. Oh, and we could be an award-winning podcast as well by then. Yeah. I hope you thought so. Yeah, yeah. Of course I did. Yeah. And thanks, family. And thanks to you, Adam, for being such a big part of it because without you. We probably wouldn't have got nominated. No, 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 no. Like the team. <laughs> well, the, the, the team, yeah, no. No, definitely. Well, yeah, I yeah. think it's just another another thing, you know, that the club's doing and like yourselves are doing that. It's just promoting the club and bringing yeah. it on to the next level. Well, I we think. enjoyed, we enjoyed doing it. We all like doing yeah. it, and we all like helping out and adding to the club. So you know, long may yeah. continue. And you never know, next month we could be an award-winning podcast. Yeah, yeah. I'll be on that. If ever you're sitting in the stand in the first half, you can always do the commentary. Don't just time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you think that's a good idea? Change things up. Let's get some more points on the ball. Like yeah. Yeah. Well, every team, every team has a little blip, so yeah. let's hope that our little blips now so and we, we boss the rest of the season. No, that's it. It's a good view of the game. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, <laughs> after after him shouting at Jasper on the Bogner game when he was sitting up there and everyone heard it, it was one of those quiet no, moments. I don't yeah, think you want him geez. on podcast, do you? No, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. I just encourage him to go forward a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a bit slow to get forward. Yeah. Yeah, but, but, um, Adam, thanks for. Well, it's been an enjoyable month. Frustrating for us as fans, yeah. and I'm sure as you as a manager. But um, fingers crossed for the rest of September that we bossing away up the league by the end of it. No, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Thanks, Adam. No problem. Cheers. This is the Rebel Yell podcast. We sat down with him on what was it Monday night? Um, I yeah. think if we'd sat down with him tonight, we may not have got <laughs> such a cool, calm sort of review of the first few uh, matches of the season. Do you? Um, I think he was. He was. He was okay last night after the game. Obviously, he was really disappointed. But you know, having to speak to him after, you know, I was worried about it because I thought he was going to be. So you didn't angry. want to at one stage, did you? I did, but you reminded me of my contract. Yeah, it, because if, if everyone remembers, uh, and Spencer, we've ribbed him about it so many times. Pete thought he'd get this whole, this nice little job doing uh, interviews with Adam, three points every week. It'll be like a party. But um, I think he regrets that decision now. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> into the lion's den, Pete. <laughs> no, I don't mind it. Adam's a nice chap, and he he always, he always gives us the time of day, even even on this podcast, as you just heard. He, you know, he came from home to specifically do it for us. And then we were chatting to him for another 15, 20 minutes after, and he was showing us stuff on the tactics board, and it was very interesting. Yeah, it's fan- fantastic with his time, and uh, yeah, he's, he's got the, the the supporters at heart. Before we before we talk about our sort of thoughts of the opening few games of the season, um, 
what do you think is going through Adam's head right now? Because he, after the game, Spencer, you weren't there. Obviously, you you had other commitments last night. Um, but Pete and I, sitting in the sort of stand doing the commentary from King George's field, we saw him go up to the fans behind the goal and apologise. And apparently he said, this will change, count my words. What what Pete, I know you spoke to him after the game, but what is really going through Adam's head right now? Because this is he surely wasn't expecting this. No, I don't think. I think the whole thing is the, the pre-season with um, the great results we had. I think it's it lured everybody into a false sense of security. Not saying that from the management's point of view, but from a fan's point of view. And we thought, right, we you know we, we should have win, win this league quite easily, and it's just not it's not turning out that well. And I think in a way that Adam doesn't know his best eleven yet. I know it sounds a bit mad. We've got a big squad. We've got a big squad of players to keep happy. And that's difficult in itself. You know, with premiership managers have the same problem, keeping a big squad happy. Um, so I think as some, um, my friend Matt said, he said, you know, maybe streamline the squad a little bit more and just have, the, you know, some of the good youngsters we've got as backup. Yeah, no, I agree. Spencer? Yeah, no, you know, what, what Pete said, absolutely correct. You know, it's got such a depth of squad and, you know, he's tried different formations and I think he just hasn't nailed, you know, what, what his best team is, what, what his best formation is. Um, you know, there's there's an opportunity shouting out for somebody there at the moment with the, you know, the results, the way they're going. You know, if somebody can really pull something out, they're really going to cement themselves in this team. There's, you know, everyone's being given an opportunity, but if you're a player, you've got to be thinking, you know, if I can do something, I'm, I'm, I'm in and I'm, I'm, I'm jumping ahead in of everyone else. Mm. You know, it's, it's, it's screaming for, for, for somebody to pull out that kind of performance. What, what Pete quite said, like quite rightly last night, and I have to agree, is that there, there seems to be a distinct lack of someone in that gap between midfield and up front. There was just balls were not being played well. They're being played out from the back too too far. These balls from the back, and if you listen to commentary, and we've said about it, Pete, Pete laughs because I get so annoyed with some of the balls that come out of the back because it's kind of just, booting it up the field there's no sort of control for those balls but Pete you you think there is a distinct gap and is that gap bit the gap that's been left by Ricky going to Swindon I just found last night well you've got to remember in the last two two games against uh, Bogner and Corinthians the first game we made so so many chances mm. and it was like well you know our day is going to come we're going to hammer a team six or seven nil and then last, yeah. last night We've come out with a four-three-three formation, and it's like it's, it's changed the formation last night, and we didn't really make any chances last night or look dangerous. So I'd rather go back yeah. to the way the formation we was, get all the chances because eventually the ball is going to find the net. Yeah, this is the discussion we were having with Adam. You know, on, on, there's going to be a day where these chances are, they're all going to go in. You know, we're, we're creating lots of chances, we're hitting posts, we're just wired to keep us making saves. You know, on another day they all go flying in and it's a completely different result. You're saying hitting well, posts. Some, well, some, yeah, sometimes we think they're hitting the post, but they're actually well, hitting the wheels. Hitting the wheels. Or also last night, like it just summed up our luck when uh, we nearly had a consolation own goal by Corinthians and it hit the post. It beat the keeper, it hit the post. It just summed up the night. But let's go back to um, the first, the opening day um, of August. Uh, an away journey we all took down to, Pete, how do I say it? Because I'm not going to say it again. Folkestone. Folkestone. There we go, or Folkestone, as I often say. Um, it was we got there nice and early, uh, no traffic. It felt like quite a quick journey. We were going in so confident after, as we say, off the back of that very strong preseason, and a completely frustrating day um, in Kent and a long journey home on a very silent bus on the way home. Well, apart from uh, Spence, who was uh, being earwigged by Al constantly, like I was last night on the way back from Corinthians, but. Uh... <laughs> Mr. Navigator. Mr. Navigator, directions. Where do we, where, what do we think? Do we think they just were sort of too confident going into that game or a bit of nerves? And what, what went wrong on that game? 3 1, folks, and we scored the first goal. Yeah, Adam felt there was a bit of a tension in the players, didn't he? And he, he said he, he changed his mind from his interview and said, you know, I've, I, I got it wrong in his, uh, whatever that, that, I think it was his tactics, he said, um, that he said he got it wrong. Um, but that, that game, yeah, we were four. We, we went ahead and you thought, well, we're lucky to be ahead because we could have been three down at half time. And you thought, well, you know, just try and keep hold of that lead. And it, it just didn't happen. And 
but Fosterton do look a big strong outfit this season, I must admit. Spencer, you were behind the goal yeah, in that game. It, yeah, and you know, we were we were quite encouraged early on, uh, first twenty minutes. But um yeah, it, it was just the the team and the formation, you know, we'd gone through that pre season with those results playing certain players certain certain way and it it, it just changed and couldn't really couldn't really get our head around it. But um you know, big game for Folkestone. First game, you know, first game of the season for any team is always a big game. You know, it's a new season to look forward to. So, you know, whoever you're playing, that first game is always going to be tricky. But whereas Folkestone and what they've done previously, you know, um, and it was us and this is it. You see, I, I, we've just got that target on our back, haven't we? Everyone wants to mm. play, play up against us. It is, but, but then... Um, you know, we look at it a week later, Spence, and it seemed that that was a one-off flip because we thrash. Um, who was it? It was uh, who did we thrash? Bowers, it, uh, Bowers and Pitsy. Bowers and Pitsy. We thrashed them four-one. Look, okay, yeah. the first the first half. Wasn't but, great. but but yeah, that's it. You see, the first half again wasn't wasn't great, and it was only really sort of the substitutions, the, the, the changes mm. in the second half with you know Tom coming on and. Scoring a really good goal, and yeah, you know, um, but you know, it was a lot more encouraged. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps that was a little bit of a false storm. I don't know. It was interesting because nothing against him. We wish him all the best and hope he recovers well. But when Alex Parsons went off injured, that seemed to turn the game around in in a weird, weird, weird weird state of affairs. They brought, I think, Tom was brought on directly for Alex Parsons, who's out for a long time. Bless him, and we wish him all the best. But that seemed to change the game, and whether whether they just pulled the fingers out or it was because of that slight change of tactic and personnel on the pitch that's that's what it worked yeah something worked something clicked yeah it's quite frustrating because we know my friend Mattia um, the famous Italian now in Worthing he 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 saw our early good performance this season really <laughs> especially at home so far but um, getting back getting back yeah he needs to come back I think because <laughs> maybe he's a uh, Forza Worthing's a way forward um, but you you chaps went to Cray the following weekend and another tough expectedly touch fixture we ended up being the victors um, from what I heard from Pete's commentary and what you said Spencer is a a, a good performance yeah, it's a really good performance against another tough team. They they were they were physical, you could say, if you're being kind. Um, yeah. You know, hard team. They 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 put men behind the ball. They were closing, you know, closing down, real high pressing game. We had to work really hard to to break them down, and get through, and get the goals. Yeah, the, their central defender could have been sent off twice in that first half. What, what, was, what was that saying you used? What was it called? Lucky to be on the pitch, something. Lucky to be on the pitch. Uh, I can't remember his name. Whatever his name. But yeah, every time when I was listening on the way home from work, it was lucky to be on the pitch, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, it was it was quite entertaining. But Deshaun with a good winner and we managed to see the result out. And, you know, two, two, two out of three, we thought going into that Bogner game, we, 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 we got to beat them. And unfortunately... I think we yeah, were a bit but, cocky in that because I said no, we're going to no, win no. four. We were going to win four nil. Yeah. It, it, it it just it just it just didn't work out on the day. It yeah. we we had so much possession yeah. and you can't, you can't so many chances, and they 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 hit us a couple of times on the counter. And was it three attempts? They had a, two on target and two goals. Just sucker punch, weren't it? Yeah, something like that. And as we said, yeah. literally just before they scored. We were Deshaun hit the side net and all the wheel, as Pete said, and that was it. If that gone in, I think a completely different game. Small margins, yeah, as we all know. Yeah, small and margin. then it's tough because it's then it's tough because it's the lot from down the road. Yeah, let's pause just there though, because I'm um, just on a side. I don't note, think we should pause because we need to mention your meltdown. No, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> we don't need to mention my meltdown. <laughs> but we do not need. Don't give them any any sort of victory on this podcast, Peter. Um, they can have their internet memes and everything like that. Uh, they, they've got a Twitter meme last night called the pod, uh, the commentary commentator's mum. He goes, "Cheers, mate. Son's crying now. That's what their latest one is." Someone's done another meme. So, uh, so I think we're going to get. Well, I'm going to get a bit of stick all season, but hopefully we can show it to them. Uh, show it to them on in December on Boxing Day. But what I wanted to say on that pause was how good was it to see Woodside Road with over 2,000 people in? It was busy, wasn't it? <laughs> just just a little bit. Just a tad, yeah. 
but this is a this is a thing where I know that they have got mobile bars outside. They, they've got the facilities to do mobile bars. It's a shame they didn't set them up because I know Spencer, you came to see us at half time and you even said you're not even bothering to go and get a pint because the queues were so no, long. And I, I, I don't think I was the only one either. Mm. So you know, you look at that and you just think, okay, the the bar and everything's taking a really good taking because mm. of But you also there were a lot of people, I'm sure, who not bothering. Yeah, yeah, it's lost income, isn't it? But. I've always said, think of the missed opportunity. Like, you know, I've you've seen it. I've been to, I think it was rugby at Twickenham and they have the rucksacks with beer. You pay them, okay, they can round it up to a fiver as cash or they have a contactless card reader on them and they just pour a pint out of a little funnel that runs down their arm sleeve. Be brilliant idea. Or, or, or just have a bottle bar. Yeah, bottle bar, just temporarily. Yeah, just have, literally have a table outside with a yeah. bottle bar and people, if you want, don't want to join a queue, just want to grab a bottle. It takes literally 10 seconds to serve somebody have a bottle. Imagine it I think running down the tube, you know, past somebody with a nice big hairy sweaty armpit to serve you. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it's running actually through their armpit, Pete. I do think it might be inside a jacket. <laughs> I add extra flavour, that Bavarian I goodness. Think, or well, you must get warm. <laughs> I think another thing that, that slows slows down slows down sort of how quickly people are served is there's too much selection in the bar and that sounds silly yeah but, but when somebody goes in and asks for oh i have a pint of this pint of that that and that um you know if they just had i don't know say bud and just had literally pre-poured pints mm. and people would go in and just go <laughs> yeah two of them um I was saying that, Spence, last yeah. night they had that at Corinthians and they then blimmin' sold out. <laughs> you, can't, you can't win, can you? you know, <laughs> They're not used to time. a crowd, are they? But apparently then, crowd, apparently then they, they then found a keg right at the end or something that they collected. But, I mean, they could set bottle bars up in each corner, you know, give a volunteer... Yeah, a, 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 yeah give a volunteer an entry ticket to be running the bar. They'll be able to see the game from the angles in the corner. It'd be a really good idea just to alleviate some of that thing in the bar. But, you know, we have got plans that we'll touch on later in the podcast about expanding the bar. Um but yeah, just all around a disappointing day at Bogenham. We, as we said, we we had we Pete managed to uh, prize Adam out of his office right at the end, sort of about an hour or an hour and a half after the game, and uh, he did come out, and you could tell he was gutted. But as we said to him, it's like I'm I'm not peed off because the performance was wasn't bad performance. Yeah. We just couldn't hit the back of the net. It's it's early days. There's a long yeah. long way to go yet. But um, but as you know, we got told off for. Um, calling their, the opposition's goalkeepers really good because, as we all know, Adam said, is it good or should our players be scoring? Because uh, some of the things he said were quite weak. Yeah, I won't ask him that again. No, don't mention that. But then, but then it doesn't help when Pete runs over last night after Corinthians and interviews their player manager keeper in goal. <laughs> he did do a good job. Dave, he, he pulled off some... He didn't have as much work to do last night, but... On, on Saturday, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. credit and, and the, credit where credit's due. Yeah, and I've got a lot of respect for Corinthians anyway, and him being the player manager, just for um, yeah, he, des- he, he deserves a plaudit from a Worthing fan for their performance over two games. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Credit where credit's due. Saturday, I think we should have won, but then I almost wish they'd stuck that ball in the back of net right at the end. If uh, for people that were there, they literally could have prevented the replay because there was a bit of ping pong right in front of the bottom right in front of Harrison Mail and how that ball didn't go in the back of net and I almost wish it had because it would have saved a wasted journey last night not that we were expecting a wasted journey but again uh, it was quite painful last night because the performance last night compared to Saturday's was completely different as you said Spencer as you said Pete it was one of those performances where how we didn't win I don't know because there was plenty of opportunity, but we just can't get the ball in the net. What, what is the reason we're not getting this ball in the net? Is it confidence? I don't know, but the more we go on about it, then the more it's going to knock people's confidence, isn't it? Yeah, but we're, we're, yeah, but we've got we've got to sit here and analyse it. That's what that's what we're here to do. Like you know, we can't we can't sit there and say you know we, we're not we're not singling anyone out. But you know, there's plenty of players on the pitch that no. And last last night, I thought it was. The worst performance of the season all round. Yeah, I'd say it's even worse than it was. Just even worse than uh, the first opening day of the season, wasn't it? Yeah, I'd go as far as to say that because we just didn't didn't make any any opportunities. And to be honest, if it wasn't for Harrison Mayle, um, oh yeah, it would have been it, six. Yeah, it could have been five or six. We got a good keeper in that Harrison. We really have. He's um, he, I think he proved it last night because, to be fair to the man, he hasn't really been tested that much, has he? If you think about it. I, I think that's going to be the story of this season, not just for us, but for everyone. 
it, it looks this season as if almost almost anybody can beat anybody. Um, I find it hard at the minute to see there being a team that's going to be a kind of a runaway team. And this is where I say, you know, it's a long, it's a long season. There's going to be points gained and points lost everywhere yeah. throughout this league. Well, as we really said, is. as we said to Adam at the end, um, let's hope this is our blip now and we can build on this. And he has said, he has said there are possibly some players on the pipeline that we might be able to discuss next month when we talk to him. So who knows what will happen in the coming weeks? Do you think some, after these results, I mean, obviously, as you said, like, but do you think we need some fresh blood, maybe even just to put pressure on the players that are already there so they don't get too complacent? Because some players have been brilliant, I think. Like, you know, I feel we let we 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 um we missed Jasper last night. I think he's been standout. Harrison's been good. Yeah, Marvin has been great when he's been on the pitch. I, I honestly think we've got the squad, we've got the depth. When Adam wants to make changes, he's got the players there he can bring in. Mm. Um, you know, there's there's competition every position. Mm. Apart from apart from goalkeeper, you can maybe say, but there's plenty of competition every every position. If he wants to bring somebody in, change it, or you know, keep somebody on their toes, mm. I, I think I think I think that's already there. Like he said to us, you know, if the right player comes up at the right time, then of course you know he'll be looking. But mm. I don't think it's anywhere near panic stations at the moment. No, I really no, no. Yet. I think it's just because because of the lack of football we've had. I think we're all expecting so much, and maybe we set ourselves up too high to be knocked down. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah, this goes back to the this goes back to the preseason. You know, the the expectations were just sky high after the preseason we had. You know, the performances, the scores, some of the goals we were scoring. You know, just um, if you go back to if you go back to the nineteen twenty season, the null and void season, then were you alive you know, in nineteen twenty, mate? Oh, God, you you've got a good memory. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the start of that season, we, we we were it was the same sort of results. We were, we were up and down, up and down. It. And then I think it was after the six nil from mm. against Hornchurch that it all of a sudden it just sort of clicked into place after that, and we went on a an, yeah. an amazing run. A run, yeah. It, you know, yeah. So there's nothing stopping that happening again. No, I just yeah, I, and I I I think you, that, that, that there's something like that six nil result around the corner somewhere for us, hopefully. Because yeah, 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 well, yeah. <laughs> you know the the. the the chances are there. I know last night was a different story, but even say at I some think point, Kev Gold said he, the manager of Corinthians, watched us against um, Bogner and said he can't believe we uh, didn't smash him or something like that. I think fans of a lot of clubs have said exactly the same thing. To be honest, yeah. Sorry, Spencer. But but then these these clubs are, t- are turning up, you know, to play us, and they're they're scouting us or they know us. They don't want to be done over four five nil. So they're turning up and setting up to, to counter that. Um, but then, you know, that puts pressure on us. We need to do something, find something different. When teams are just happy to, to put, you know, 10, 11 players behind the ball and say, there you go, what are you going to do? Make those runs down the wing and get over the top of the back where they're setting up. Yeah, but what happens is we end up committing too many players forward at times mm. and then, you know, a ball out of defence and all of a sudden they're on the counter again. Yeah, yeah. get caught yeah, on the counter. Yeah, bog, mm. bog the second goal. Yeah, and I, I, I wish we'd stop playing out from the back because it gets me too nervous. I don't no. mind it. I like. I like. That's the way I, I, I like to see football played. I, it's I not. Yeah, see. I mean, it's just. It's just when they pass way. it back. Yeah, it just. It's no yeah, it's good for the heart, really, yeah. is it? It's the modern way. It's keeping possession. It, it's to work the other team. If the other team are happy to sit, you need to work them and you need to move them around to yeah. create Cluffy the spaces. Said, Cliffy said, "If football was meant to be played in the sky, it'd put a pitch up there." <laughs> good old Cluffy. But gents, all in all, hopefully a resurgence on Saturday against East Thurrock Saturday coming because. That's going to be a big game, and I think that's going to be a game where we really, really need to turn things around. And just for not yeah. not necessarily for the season, because the season's going southward, well, it is going southward. But I'm saying in terms of just morale and get those players hyped up. Yeah, just just everyone get behind the boys. I know everyone will. You know, just get the atmosphere going in there. Just support the boys. That's it. I think, Push I think, them on. Yeah, I think Saturday, Saturday and Tuesday coming up are absolutely huge. If we can get six points from those games, then we've got the, the weekend off after that. So if we can go into that sort of mini break with two mm-hmm. wins on, our, on, on, on the board, and if we do win those two games, then we're probably going to be, what, fourth or fifth in the league? And things yeah. don't look so bad then, will they? No, that's no. true. That's true. I think the thing with the cup, though, Pete, as we said, I know Adam really wanted a cup run and obviously seeing teams like Marine last season playing Spurs in the third round. And it's not, it's the money at this level. That's what it is. It's a yeah. the FA but Cup then, compared to then, the trophy. 
but then the footballing side is if you do go deep into a cup competition, you end up, you know, playing three games in a week and that kind of thing towards the end yeah, of the season. That's true. Unless you start getting some postponements and things thrown in as well. Oh, I just wanted, a, I just wanted to reach round one and get, get a few, <laughs> few figures in the, in the coffers and you know help with all the plans of the club. Yeah. But, FA Trophy. Yeah, FA Trophy. But Never it, run in the yeah, FA Trophy. I know, but we'll look what Hornchurch did last season. They were fantastic. Um, yeah, Hornchurch can do it. Yeah, they were. So so we have four fixtures, I think. We've already played one. We've got yeah. the 11th of September versus East Thurrock, 14th September against Leatherhead, the Corinthians again, but in the league at home on the yeah. 25th and 28th against Merstham at home. So we've got yeah. three home fixtures there's, and one away. There's winnable, there's, winnable, there's winnable games there on paper. So we've got yeah, 12, 12 points, guys. What, what are we saying? What do we reckon? Like, what, I've, I've seen the performances. I know we, we'd like to say we'd like to say uh, 12 out of 12, but what are you realistically saying? Eight? I'm saying eight. I'll take nine. You reckon nine? I'll take ten. Where are you dropping points, Spence? <laughs> there are eight Corinthians. Just get this, yeah. just get this Phil there, our bogey team. Yeah, yeah, the bogey team this season. Pete, Pete, what's your draw then? What's your draw? Um, I'd lo- I'd love to say twelve points, but that's going to be overly confident. So if we're going to drop points anywhere, I'd say uh, who did we have away? Leverhead. Leverhead. Yeah, but they haven't had a great start. Have no, I've changed my mind. I'm going twelve out of twelve. Yay! Well, I'll say I I've got a feeling we'll draw this. I think we'll draw this weekend against uh, Thurrock, and I think. We'll draw against Leverhead, and I think then we could get two wins. But I don't think we're going to lose again because I think the players will be kicked, kicked, uh, kicked right up the backside by Adam last night. Yeah, um, a win, a win, a win Saturday could you could completely change yeah. everything. But, but we all acting like it's the end of the world, and we've played four it's, days it's and we've won two. No, it's not, Pete. No, it's not in, at all. In, in, the, in the league. In the league, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, as, as we say, Pete, we just we, got we've, we've, not... we've got to discuss what what we've seen really, and what we've seen at the moment isn't positive. We've got a long way to go. Ninety percent of the other teams in this league would want and love to play the football we play. Let's just hope we play the football we play for a few more um, net net balls as well, and not in the side or the post. We were going to have a couple of players joining us tonight, but because of this cut run. Guys, we've obviously um, we haven't had a chance to sit down with any players this month, which is a shame. But uh, as I said, thanks to Adam for joining us at the beginning of the podcast, and um, hopefully next month we'll have a lot happier Adam. We might have some new players, as he says, and hopefully we'll have a couple of players to chat to anyway as the pod draws in. <laughs> On to the part of the podcast now where we uh, discuss our women's team. Uh, we'll hear from John Donahue. Uh, Spencer was available to interview Pete, neither was I. So his lovely wife, Gina, went down to Woodside Road to speak to John and Ella Newman. John will discuss so, so far the season, the preparation for the season, and Ella's going to tell us a little bit about herself. So without further ado, I think we'll play those interviews and uh, we'll be back in a little bit. This is the Rebel Yell podcast. Welcome back to Rebel Yell. Uh, John, how are you? How are you this evening? I'm good, thank you. Looking forward to training. Good. And have you noticed we've got a substitute in the room tonight? Yes. Better looking one. Yeah. Um, Gina Spencer's wife has joined us and she's going to be part of the ladies podcast team, we hope. So, John, um, one, one game in, unfortunate defeat at Darford. I heard mm-hmm. it, was, it was a bit of an unlucky defeat, really. Um, I think in terms of the area, they were in our half and more than we were in theirs, but I don't think the, the quality of their possession was there. You know, they put the ball forward quite quickly and relied on a few knockdowns. Um, very strong physical side, but um, yeah, I mean, they scored their second goal late on with a bit of a dubious penalty. And um, yeah, I think in terms of the performance, I'm really pleased with the players. Yeah, and, and the gelling, because obviously, like you said the last time, it was you know, two, two halves of a team that you've yeah. had to gel together. Did it come to, do you feel it came together? There's that day? none of that now. We're, we're just one group of players, to be fair. It's, it's, it's not, even, not even thought about, to be honest. Um, so the group as a whole is really strong together. And, uh, you know, I think that, like I say, the performances has been good and the commitment in training has been wonderful as well. OK, and you mentioned about uh, Dartford in their second game. Yeah, so Dartford obviously played um, the week later against Salt Dean, who would be one of the, I suppose, title contenders. Uh, and they also beat them as well. So they beat them 3-0. So it looks like um, Dartford are as strong as, a, as I believe they were. So in one way, that's quite good because... I thought it was they were a strong team and it was a very competitive and close game with us. So it shows that if they are one of the title contenders, we're, we're not that far off, to be fair. OK, so it's, it's sort of a month since we spoke to you because we yeah. do this Rebel Yale podcast once a month. Um, 
Are you, are you pleased generally with everything that you're seeing? Yes, I am. Um, it gave us an opportunity. We had to change a couple of things round on, on Sunday when we played because uh, a couple of players had, had the usual covid positive test and or had to isolate so it gave an opportunity for other players and 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 you know the performances were really really good so hopefully we're going to go into this weekend with only one player isolating uh, so we should have a, a strong squad so we'll have the 12th and the 19th both at home so it'd be nice to get some supporters down for those two games no excellent there's there's a shout out fans please come down and support the women's team yeah I know Gina's got a, r- a, a real really Im- yeah. pr- important question for yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I, I've got two questions, Pete. Um, yeah. The first one is just thinking back to some of the pre-season stuff that we saw. Yeah. Now, you've mentioned before about having sort of two teams coming together. But actually, from what we saw, there's a team with a great deal of integrity, you know, a great deal of togetherness. Felt like they were really working harmoniously. Yeah. What have you done off the pitch with those ladies to, to get them to that sort of really nicely gelled team? T- to be honest... Um, they motivate themselves. I think that they 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 were keen to come to this club because of the fact that they were going to get uh, the support, hopefully on the on the pitch in terms of the coaching and the development there. So they've come with a great attitude, and and we've not actually done an awful lot off the pitch. I think um, one of the big things was pre-season. We obviously had quite a few training sessions together. We had some a variety of games, and I think. They gelled together more because of the challenges we faced. Because the fact that we had so many games called off and we were changing games at late notice because of opposition dropping out with COVID, um, we had to play a boys team. We had to play probably teams in a couple of divisions higher than we would have done. I think that actually brought a togetherness about the team. Yeah, it's definitely noticeable from from what we can see. Um, And finally, um, very important question. What is your favourite biscuit? Oh, um, I think if you're going to have a biscuit to dunk, it's got to be something like a hobnob, chocolate hobnob. I think that's important to, to dunk. Um, and actually, I quite like a custard cream, to be fair. Very popular choice. Mm. Thank you. No worries. This is the Rebel Yell podcast. Right, it's time to welcome women's player Ella Newman to the uh, Rebel Yell podcast. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? And um, Jean, Jean is still here with us. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very well. Very well, thank you. So just wanted to start, um, what got you into football in the first place? So it was definitely because of my family. Like, my brother would play football. And while he was training, and I'm like three and he's five, I think, you know, and they do like little kickers and stuff, I would just run on the pitch and join in. So they were like, let's just let her play. So and ever since then, I'd play with like boys teams and then it just kind of escalated from there. And I understand you ended up at Brighton. Yeah, I was at Brighton for a couple of years. That was really good. I really enjoyed that. But at the time, I guess it was a little bit too much because I was like 10 years old and we trained a lot. So I just thought I'd take a break and just play for a local team. Um, and I did that for a while and then I went to Lewis. That was a really good club. I really enjoyed it there. Um, and then I ended up in America after that. Right. And what was you doing in America? Uh, on a football scholarship. So I was in Florida, playing football every day, going to uni, living the dream. Living a, <laughs> living a dream. So obviously you're back here now. Yeah. Um, so when you came back, did you go back to Lewis? or? Uh, yeah, I actually initially went back to Lewis. Um, I stayed there with their first team for like a good couple of months. Well, I'd say half a year. And then... When we went into lockdown, just before we went into lockdown, I left to go to another club, um, but then lockdown happened. Yeah. Um, so we just had like the last six weeks of that club, and then now I'm at Worthing. Okay, and I understand when you was at Lewis, you did actually play in the first team in the, in the actual championship. Yeah, I did. So before I went to America, I got my debut, and then when I came back, I played in a couple of cup games. So, yeah. So it's one of the highest levels in the women's game, yeah, so you yeah. must be quite pleased with that one. Yeah, I was really happy about it. I worked hard for it. Yeah. It just felt right to be there, I guess. Yeah, and yeah. is that something you're going to attain to in the, in the future? Hopefully, I'd love to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and now you're at Worthing, you enjoying it? Yeah, I am. I really like it. Everyone's so friendly, because like Chloe was saying in the last one, she was saying that she's like from the older half of the group. Um, and like I'm in the newer part of the group and it just feels like we've known each other for so long. We get along really well. 
Yeah, which yeah. is obviously important for, yeah. for for any team, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. So you've had that you've had that one game. Unfortunately, it was a defeat. Yeah. Um, but as a team, were you generally pleased with the performance of the team and yourself? Yeah, definitely. I think um, it made us more aware of how we need to play because I think um, we started to play a little bit like them, like rushed because we wasn't expecting it. But now we definitely know what we need to work on and like how we can improve. And I think we've got a really good chance at, like going far in the league. So obviously. What we've seen sort of from you and well sort of at pre-season we've mm-hmm. seen you sort of performing you're an incredibly athletic player mm-hmm. what's your training like during the week what sort of things do you get up to to keep yourself sort of performing um, well honestly i just go like i just go to the gym quite a lot because i enjoy it and it like keeps your body like good to play i used to run a lot so that might help but i mean i don't run as much but um i go to the gym so that like keeps it maintained Okay, yeah. so you're doing a lot of cardio work yeah, in the gym yeah. on a frequent basis. Yeah. That's great. And um, very important question um, for the Rebel Yell podcast. Yeah. What is your favourite biscuit? Uh, rich teas. Rich teas. Yeah. Even for dunking? Yeah. Risky, <laughs> yeah. risky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so uh, we're sort of aware that a lot of our listeners um, probably haven't seen the women's team play. Mm-hmm. What reason would you give to some of our sort of men's team followers to come out and see you guys play here on a Sunday? Um, I think it's better than what they're expecting because um, I enjoy playing it. So if you see people enjoy playing it, surely you'd want to watch that because I know a lot of the fans for the men's team, they get involved. So I think that easily happen at the women's game. Yeah, it's, it is really visible that you guys yeah. go out there as a really close team and you, you enjoy what you're doing yeah. and you perform really well. Um, and if anyone wants to sort of follow you and follow your journey on social media, what's the best platform? How can they reach out to you? Um, definitely on Instagram. It's um, ella.newman underscore. And then also for, if they want to follow the women's Instagram, it's like Worthing FC Women's because I use that one as well. Brilliant. That's yeah. great. Thank you. This is the Rebel Yell podcast. Spencer did uh, I, 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 oh, I saw Gina after, but I think she enjoyed doing those uh, interviews for you. And I think maybe we're going to give her the opportunity to be the, the women's correspondent for the podcast from now on. But she, she seemed to really enjoy doing them. Yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Um, uh, Pete, uh, Pete, Pete, did she, uh, did she keep you on the leash for that night as well? So you didn't lead you astray. Really, just wanted to talk about biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We have joked, haven't we? Said so this could be a new feature of the podcast when she just goes one day, just asks every player what their favourite biscuit is. Colton Mofgarbel will record the sound clip and then we'll put it in just randomly in the interview somewhere, randomly <laughs> in the podcast. Grabbing them out for a game well. Gina's biscuit talk. There we go. Um, but yeah, good to hear. And you know, unfortunately, due to COVID, the women's team haven't really been able to get underway because they've only had one match, which they unfortunately lost. Uh, the other two matches have been postponed due to COVID. So it must be quite frustrating for them, don't you? I mean, if you were the manager of one of the players, you'd be frustrated, wouldn't you? Yeah, because you've done all the pre-season prep and then when it comes down to it, they've had they've had one game and they should have had three. Uh, but obviously they've got a big one Sunday against Fulham at home. So if you're not doing anything Sunday afternoon, uh, get down to Woodside and support the Williams team. Mm-hmm. They've been really, um, re- really sort of prepared for it and, you know, they're, they're really looking forward to it. And, the cancellations have been quite last minute as well, haven't you? They've noticed because I think even the past one, it was literally, I think they, they tweeted about it in about 8.30 in the morning and by sort of 10.30, they said, no, it's actually off. So, you know, the last minute cancellations isn't the best for everyone. It isn't. And I think it was, I think you might have even been later than that on Sunday. Cause I, I think you're right, actually. Yeah, and there's, all of a sudden there's no games off. And for, fortunately, the, the women hadn't left for the game at that point, but, they weren't far off leaving. Mm, but then there's that cost, it's that cost of hiring the transport or, you know, even driving down there that could have been possibly avoided or, you know, they might have had something. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's a real it's a real shame because, you know, the, the pre-season games, they were looking really good. You know, some really, some really big wins, some good performances, you know, on, on and off the pitch, my experiences, you know, that they're, they're really coming together as a team under John. You know, John, John, is quite an inspiring guy when you talk to him. So I can imagine what he's like sort of in the dressing room and training. So, um, you know, you'd, you'd want to play for him. So, um, yeah, it's a shame, you know, this, this sort of staggered, interrupted start, but hopefully they can get up and running as soon as possible. A lot of, um, I think that's what I meant. Yeah. 
that's what made it difficult with it with recording. It was like we haven't actually got a lot to talk about here. <laughs> well, you managed something which was good. You managed something. Yeah. So um but it's just one of those things like you know, John, I know he's rearing at the bits ago. He's frustrating. I hope they get a full run of games this month because they just want to do it. And you know, it's gonna be a challenge for them as when we spoke to Chloe in the last podcast and even John, he said, you know, you know, they obviously they want to survive, they've got that step up, you know. And if they're as Chloe said, if we're in the top six at the end of the season, that'd be a successful season. I think so. But there's not really much to talk about in terms of women tonight but they, they are raring to go let's hope when we get to the next one they will have a full run of results and yeah and just encourage everyone to get down there it's it's a, it's, you know, it's a really good experience anyone hasn't been um, you know it's a real really fun atmosphere it's really good for families and kids um, I think I think you've seen interviews you know that you know you'd be really surprised by the, the quality of the football Mm. Um, it, it's 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 much better. It's much. I'll, I'll hold my hands up. It, it's much better than I was expecting. Um, you know, it's really quite impressive. Um, Spencer, you your first game was that you'd seen of the women's team was that Charlton game, wasn't it? The friendly you'd never been before. Yeah, no, and, and uh, yeah, I was really impressed. It was enjoyable. Nice little setup. They're really nice little. Uh, really impressed, and considering the the level that Charlton are at, um, you know, we played a really good performance. Yeah, what was it? Two one in the end, I think. Was it three two? I think it was three two, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. They were yeah, winning two one for a lot of the game, and then they sort of just fell apart a little bit at the end. But as we said to John after, what what way to sort of end the preseason? And you know, a great strong result against a team that you know some of those players will be playing professionally for Charlton this season, possibly next season. And we've held them sort of ready to three two. Little old Worthing, eh? Yeah. So so yeah yeah get get along and get along and support get along and support the women's team. I know, Pete, you, you're down there most weekends doing a tannoy, aren't you? So uh, you'll, you'll be uh, supporting the uh, team down there. Yeah, obviously go when I can and I'll help, help them out as much as I can. Yeah, and play their playlist, which is their playlist now. So, uh, go, ladies, if you're listening, please uh, put some more songs on there right now because uh, we, we can't give Pete a hard time for it, but it's actually not Pete's playlist anymore, is it? <laughs> no, it's picked by um, Abby, Abby Fitchfield. We'll have to we'll have to get we'll have to get them on the podcast to discuss their musical choices. Maybe we'll do a re- special Rebel Records Women's Edition one time this they've, season. They've, they've changed the songs and I've got they've given me an hour's worth of music, so that takes us up to fifty five. So that's fine by me. Right. So it's a good atmosphere. And the bar is open, so stay in the bar, um, get a drink, support the club. Um, maybe not as much as you could do because the prices are high, but we'll we'll save that for another time. Uh, £4.50 for a pint of Bud, uh, pint of Bud Light uh, anyone listening please review that because uh, <laughs> it's not worth that much anyway that, that, that's a little soft subject but um, talking about the club um, and the clubhouse and the bar there, there are plans in right now uh, planning application is in to uh, extend well I say extend add another bar in the old fans bar where the boardroom is now um, and the gym and the gym's going to move out backwards so an interesting proposal gents and uh you know speaking to barry after the game it could be from funding and stuff there may be a little crowdfunder but you know exciting times because obviously if we do go up the leagues then we're going to need to have a lot more space and we can see from the games on saturday uh also monday against bogner how when it is busy it can be quite frustrating for the fan experience not to be able to get a beer or you know some toilets so to have extra facilities um there's not really a, a way you could complain about it, is there no, no, it's make it's, it's making full use of the facilities that are already there, really. You know, so it's not like you know we're looking at new builds or anything like the new the new no. block we had to go through. It's converting mm. a building that's already there. It's um, and you know, like you say, games like like Bogner, and you know, they do show you know the the extra facilities, and it's really encouraging that, that the club are looking forward to like this. You know, they're they're they're, they're planning for for bigger, better things. You know, that can only be encouraging. Mm. You know. The, the club are looking at moving forwards they are looking at moving up they are looking at improving always looking at the next you know Barry in particular always seems to be looking at the next thing or even you know two steps ahead yeah well that, that chat we had with him when we were waiting at the end of the game uh, on Saturday against Corinthians um, Spence we, we were chatting to him about a good 20-25 minutes and he was just talking yeah, about, about his ideas like, yeah. and his thoughts it, and his it's plans not, it's and... not fair to say what he said right now because obviously no, 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 jeopardise no, it because uh, no, we'd have potential. to have the man on the line to do it but you know some of the things he was saying and suggesting you know very exciting for the future of the club and you know things we might hear the way I understood it Spence I'm not sure you said it could be changes we could see in the next couple of years depending on results and leagues so you know it is exciting yeah all, all, all we can say to everyone listening 
is you know really have faith in 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 what the club, what the board, what the management are doing. Mm. Just, just have faith. I keep supporting the club because obviously all the coppers you're putting in the club are going to pay for these new facilities and goes, make, match their experience a lot better. Well, James, but, stop yeah. moaning about the bar prices then. Yeah, <laughs> as much oh, as moaning Pete, about Pete, the bar Pete, prices. You cannot call me the, out for that. <laughs> all of the bar profits are now going directly back into the club. Because neither of you guys have ever said these prices are high. I mean, you, you said they're really fair, reasonable pricing, haven't you? <laughs> Isn't that right, Pete? Or you do normally no. too, or you normally too far gone to remember how much you paid for that last fight. <laughs> Generally, no. Yeah. no, no, that's it. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to it, and hopefully that planning application will be in. Whether it be that, whether it gets built this season, I don't know. Uh, probably not with the way it, the world is right now. But you know, a good plan maybe for next summer. We've seen what the improvements and the funding's done already with the new pitch and new lights and crowdfunder bricks up by the tunnel. If you haven't seen them already, if you've already raised the money for the fundraiser, just little improvements. New turnstiles, you know. new outdoor bar. Yep. Well, new turnstiles were used for the first time against Bogner, which is great. As you say, the new outdoor bar, you know, they've got um, more opportunity to do that. And uh, we're seeing just small changes in and out of the ground all the time. And um, it's really good to see. And there's plenty more to come. The other thing we need to mention yes. tonight, James, is we've got the um, AGM on Monday. Yeah, Pete. Pete's right. Uh, the AGMs, uh, chaps, are, are Spencer and my first AGM. Isn't that right? Yeah. Thanks to COVID. Thanks to COVID. Well, this is the AGM that should have been done about what two years ago, or something like that. But um, the AGM for you that for them might be listening, and thinking it is for the supporters' association. Pete, how much is it to join if they're not already a member? Five pounds. And they can join on the night, can't they? Yeah, they can join the night if they want to come along. And then we need to form we need to form a quorum of uh, was it about twenty five members to have the actual AGM as it is or something along those lines. Yeah, and then basically if there's not yeah or those there, there can vote that we carry on. Yeah, we can have a vote to say if there's not the numbers we we can carry on. But we mm. we encourage everyone as part of the Sports Association to come down and show their face. And didn't you say there was a Q and A as well, James? Yeah, so Barry's. Barry's going to be there, I believe. So is Hinch going to be there? Barry's as well? going to. I'm not sure. No, I'm not going to commit him to it. <laughs> we won't commit to it. We'll put him on the line. I'm not going to call him out on it here. <laughs> but um, so the management management team are giving an update anyway. So it's really again, it's a really good chance to find out what's yeah. happening at the club, what plans are. There's Q and A sessions, so all of your and queries, questions. The bar will be open, got. Spencer. It will be. Okay, for another £4.50. That's the time to do it in front of Barry, in front of the question and answer. Because wasn't it after you guys spoke to him last month? He said he got away with that at the end of the podcast. And he, he thought he got away with it now, but we thought we'd mention on this one. He said to you guys after, he goes, Phew, yeah. I got away with that. And what did he say, Pete? No, because he said, oh, I got away with that one, Pete. I went, What do you mean? And he said, uh, I expected you to ask about the bar prices. <laughs> So if Pete and Spencer didn't do their jobs properly last month, this is your chance to go down to the, the club and ask Barry yourself. And if you think we're being too weak on this podcast and not asking the tough questions, the moment is yours on Monday night from 7.30. Get down to the club. This is Monday the is it Monday the 13th of September, if anyone's listening to it after. So don't turn up on a random Monday if you listen to this in six months' yeah, time. Yeah, Monday, Monday the 13th. That's 2021 September, as well. 21 listening yeah. next year. 20, yeah, you never know. Yeah, someone <laughs> might have started listening to them next year. And then, hello there, another listener, welcome along. But uh, you're a year too late. Yeah. But uh, hopefully we'd have our other, another AGM by then as well. Yeah. You have to be a member of the Sports Association, though. So like I say, you can join yeah. on the night if you're not already. Yeah. And it's a fiver. I mean, we've kept the prices low this year because it is a fiver. Um, it was, I think, what was it before? Eight pounds a couple of seasons ago. We've dropped it down to five for everyone too. So it all goes into helping the club. Um, another thing that helps the club, we've got some limited run of uh, old pitch frames. Spencer and Pete have got one. I hope you enjoyed them and liked them. I, I think the feedback's been good so far. Uh, a bit of pitch. Pete's put his proudly above his toilet, haven't you? Not yet, but he's got to go in the bathroom. It'll be above. I'm not allowed to be in the lane <laughs> so they're 30 pounds there's a limited run available i think we've got about eight left at the moment um there could be more depends on how much i can get out of the frame or how the pitch cuttings that i've got to squeeze every last one out of it but um that all goes back into the club it's 30 pounds payable to amanda on or sarah actually on a, uh, a match day or contact us by email or social and we will be able to sort you out with one but um Guys, we've got one last thing to end on and we can't not talk about it. We've been nominated for an award, haven't we? Have we? 
Did you not know, Peter? <laughs> first off, first off, heard of it. <laughs> it is. Um, it was actually Pete. Pete, you you're the one that found it, didn't you, and put us forward for a nomination. And something's obviously gone right somewhere because um, we have been nominated for the Football Content Awards Best Non-League Podcast. So. Thank you for those that have nominated us. And as Pete sort of looked out, we had to have had judges have listened to it, so we can't be that bad. Um, yeah, it's not just done on, on votes, it's actual no. judges. So to get to the final 10, I think it is, we've had that. We can't afford to get to the final because I think they want 80 quid for a standing ticket or something. If anyone wants to sponsor us to stand at the bar, maybe we'll wear a special T-shirt saying your name on it. But um, no, it's a, it's, a, it's an honour and privilege. And it, as Pete said, the whole idea of it just to get our name out there. You know, it can help in the future of making the podcast better, you know, getting sort of more equipment or anything or even the commentary services. But we all do it for love and the love of the club and, you know, volunteer our time for it. And, you know, we enjoy doing it. It's not it's not a chore at all. Um, but, you know, to even be on this final list, it's a, it's a nice yeah, achievement. Please, please vote for us. So the, the address to vote is footballcontentawards.com forward slash voting. You go to the non-league category and then you select Rebel Yell. And I think votes close on the 12th of September. So I think that's Sunday. You haven't got long left when this comes out. But if you haven't, please spread the word. Get as many. Is there anything else? We seem to have more plugs and screw fix this month. <laughs> oh, that sounds a bit salty for this time of night, Ben. <laughs> I'm making the most of it when we can. But, um, well, we won't have to plug it if we win it next month. So just vote for it and that'll shut us up simples anyway guys let's hope for a, a few results and a run of uh, wins for both the men's and women's teams it's been a good good to get together and discuss these uh, results and uh, we'll see you next month for Rebel Yell but for myself James Spencer and Pete good night everyone yep good night <laughs> and there's Gary's impression of a horse <laughs> planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 